So we're with Don Ward. Don is a frequent contributor and co-host and guest host to the show Bike Talks, and he's also how do you introduce yourself these days? A safe streets advocate, pedestrian, bike, sustainable transportation advocate. All right, and what are you doing now? What are you working on? You're working on the Keep Griffith Park Wild. Yeah, we have two projects going on right now. One is the Hyperion Bridge, which is on pause, and in that particular project, we're waiting for the outcome of the city council election, which is May 19th, and we're supporting Carolyn Ramsey for CD4 on May 19th, so if you're a constituent, check her out, and she's she's supportive of our safe bridge connection to the LA River. Can you say the importance of that bridge? Yeah, the importance of that bridge is from the west side of the LA River for a long stretch of the river, there is no connection to get to the river. Every route, there's there's basically three routes to get to the river in that area, and they're each um, just like major thoroughfares that don't accommodate bikes at all. So we're looking for the first kind of family-friendly, um, ADA-compliant um, connection to the LA River. Um, via the Hyperion Bridge, and uh, we've been working on that for almost two years now. But um, it's looking okay, knock on wood. We get a lot of support for it, a lot of letters from the community, more than a 1,000 petition signatures signed by area homeowners, and um, a lot of businesses are signed on with letters. So it's looking pretty good as long as um, Carolyn Ramsey gets elected. And if she pretty good on that one. And if she doesn't? Well, if she doesn't, the other her opponent also endorsed it, but he took a long time to actually listen to the Safe Streets advocates that were trying to get in touch with him and trying to get his, his position on it. He was he was holding out, trying not to um have a position, which is kind of seems like his strategy is to not take a position on anything. So he held out for a long time, but now that he's in the runoff, um in the uh in the primary, um, he finally did come around and, and take a position on it, and he does support what's called option three. But um, he just he doesn't. Uh, Carolyn Ramsey came out early and supported it. And, uh, option uh, three. Option three is which one again? There's there's one, two, three, three, and then like one A, right? Yeah, one A is, doesn't seem to be on the table anymore. Oh. So there's three options. That was that option, was. That was your option, right? 1A was yours? No, no, no. Option three is the option that we've been pushing for since day one. Okay, right. Well, why did I get confused? Which is keeping both sidewalks and enhancing the sidewalks ADA-compliant widths of the sidewalks and then two buffered bike lanes. It actually reduces a, a car lane heading downhill into Atwater, which has the effect of slowing down speeders on the bridge because um, speeds clocked on the bridge right now are in the 50 to 55 mile per hour range, which and, is totally unsafe for cyclists. And, and that's the point. Once you say it reduces speed, that's the point a lot of people hang up the the metaphorical. They hang up. <laughs> they check out. Um, no, you know what? There's a lot of support for calming traffic and making streets more um, pedestrian and bike-friendly. And there's no reason you need to speed at 55 miles an hour for basically 1,200 feet, and then you come to another red light. So it's just like, relax. You're going to get there. You don't need to speed up to this red light. All right. So Your average speed is still going to be the same. So. Yeah. So that's one project. The second project is Mount Hollywood in Griffith Park, which is a car-free road in the, the interior of Griffith Park that is um, under threat right now. They opened it up to cars under what was called a pilot project. And um, they, they now, what do you mean? They opened up Griffith Park to cars? Well, Griffith Park is open to cars, but there are the, the interior of the park, the wilderness area of the park has been closed to cars um, and motor vehicles for over two decades, and it's it's 
basically a wilderness. It's it's um, you know there's there's a lot of wildlife in the interior of the park. There's a mountain lion there. There's bobcats, coyotes. There's one mountain and, lion. Yeah, there's there's one mountain lion. His name's P twenty two. Oh, wow. he's being studied and tracked. And uh, that's that's the interior of the park. It's it's scarce wilderness space in the center of our city and there's a lot of folks that that don't have access to that you know a lot of young people that don't have access to you know the great outdoors or wilderness areas and it's worth preserving and unfortunately the parks management um thinks otherwise they they uh they ultimately have the idea of putting tourist shuttles through there they they started doing that last summer and the tourist shuttles take people to hollywood sign vista where they can you know snap a selfie of themselves and that's you know in the in the mind of the parks people they're desperate to you know, generate revenue. They're always starving for money in Griffith Park and basically all of our parks. Um, mm. Which is, so, I mean, that you can feel for them, I guess. I definitely feel for them, and that's why, um, that's why I, myself, and and a couple of the people put together a plan to actually generate a lot of revenue without sacrificing the interior of the park and. The way we're going to do that is not by charging for a tram to take tourists to the Hollywood sign. The way we're going to do it is we're going to we're going to basically uh, set up a situation where we're generating revenue and we're reducing car traffic and providing public transit into the park. So right now there is public transit. Um, via the dash bus, but it's only on weekends and it's 40 minute intervals and it's, it's not reliable and it's not publicized. And the dash is 25, 25 cents, right? Or 50 Dash is 50 cents. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly cheap public transportation, but it's, it's not used and it's not frequent. It's not convenient. So, you know, tourists are here seven days a week in Los Angeles and this thing runs two days a week. So what we need to do is increase that public transit option, a connection to the red line that gets you into the park, and it needs to be convenient. And the way we're going to pay for that and more is by charging for parking. And that is, you know, a lot of people have a hang-up about that, but... You know, they also have a hang-up by the fact that you've got 8,000 cars coming in in a single day into a park that can accommodate 900 cars parking. So it's it's not, you know, it's just not a, a – the situation is awful. There's, there's congestion and and people driving through, you know, these nice neighborhoods, and the neighbors don't like it when it's fully packed with cars. So what you have to do is, you know, you have to charge for parking. You have to, you can't, people can't expect mm-hmm. to store their private property in the park for free. It's just not a reasonable thing to ask. You know, it's not a reasonable burden to place on the park. And we're talking about charging a dollar or two during peak hour times and the way that we're going to do it, you know, the, the way that our proposal works is it's, it uses a system called congestion-based dynamic parking pricing. So you can set it so that, you know, parking is free in the early morning when there's a lot of locals that go up there and there's not a lot of cars. Um, then there's really no need to charge for parking. It's when... You know, it's high tourist season, and when there's a lot of people trying to get in the park and it starts getting jammed up, then the price of parking starts to go up. And that money 
is then used to pay for the dash system, and we've calculated the cost for the dash bus, you know, for a basic seven-day service increase to seven days and 15 to 20-minute intervals, we're talking about $260,000 extra annually a year. If we want to get the primo service, we add a couple extra stops at some of the parking lots, then we're talking about $800,000 annually a year. And Luke Clip, who's on the Los Feliz Neighborhood Council, is a budget person at Metro, and he put together a projection of what the the uh, parking uh, fees would generate, and it was something like five million dollars a year in parking fees, and we're talking about two dollar um, parking, which is it's not bad. You know, it's not bad. It's amazing. It would give parks. A ton of money. They could hire an ecologist. They could hire extra, you know, rangers, and we can preserve the interior of the park. So the key now is to get the neighborhood councils to support that plan. And we've got Los Feliz. We've got uh, Silver Lake Neighborhood Council. We've got the Los Feliz Neighborhood Council. We've got the Los Feliz Improvement Association. There's, you know, there's homeowners associations. There's Friends of Griffith Park. There's all these groups that we have to get signed on. And right now we've got everybody signed on to um, keeping cars and shuttles out of Mount Hollywood. So we've got three resolutions passed for that. The hang-up, though, is people do have a hang-up about paying for parking. And, you know, you just have to... You got to figure that out. You got to get people on board with that because there's, you know, if you don't charge for parking but you charge for a shuttle, people aren't going to take the shuttle. They're going to drive into the park. Mm-hmm. So you have to incentivize the shuttle and disincentivize driving into the park. And the plan that we're putting forward has, you know, dash stops um, at, at several of several points as you drive into the park and with dynamic pricing you get a sign at each point at each dash stop that tells you how many parking spaces are you know currently available in all of the lots so as you're driving in you'll see a sign that says you know observatory has 10 spaces available western canyon has you know, 40 spaces available, and this parking lot that you're at right now has, you know, whatever it is, 50 spaces available, and it tells you the pricing, and mm-hmm. the pricing goes up as the further you go into the park. So that's incentivizing somebody to decide, okay, I'm going to leave my car here, and I'm going to get on the dash bus. It's 50 cents, and it runs every 15 minutes. So it, it, it makes it really convenient for you to choose to stop driving into the park. And that's how we're going to take care of congestion, and that's how we're going to generate revenue for the park. The key, though, is, is to get the park general manager, Joe Salasis, on board. And right now, he's still got that backwards kind of thinking, the old school. Um, like, we have, to, we have to keep the parking situation like it was when, when James Dean filmed uh, at the <laughs> observatory. Yeah, and, you know... Most of our, most of the kind of older regime in Los Angeles is still, they're still on that free parking, on that cars are the way to solve everything kind of tip. And you can tell by the way that this guy designed, you know, that Joe, he's, he's not a bad guy, but the way that he designed the, uh, the way that he designed the pilot project was, Um, Basically, he said, let's open up a new parking lot inside the park. And that was supposed to solve congestion, you know, in his mind. But when you've got 8,000 cars that want to get in the park, you'd have to open up a parking lot inside the park that's like, you know, 8,000 spaces so that everybody can drive in. And then hope that another 8,000 people aren't going to try and get into the park. So he opened up a net of like 50 to 100 spaces 
and the result was there was still congestion and still madness. So it wasn't a success. But he's, you know, he didn't, he didn't even, uh, he didn't even state the methodology for how the study was going to go. He didn't talk about, um, you know, the metrics of what success is. Uh, he none of that is stated anywhere. It's just him studying you know, the traffic flow and everything. And we've asked him, well, how, you know, what are your metrics? What, what, what does success look like? And he can't answer that because he doesn't have an answer for it. He's not a traffic engineer. And, um, we're waiting for him to come out with a report and who knows what that report's going to say, but I'm fearful that it's going to say we should have a tram going to the Hollywood sign. And I think that's how he thinks he's going to make a bunch of money. All right. What else? Um, so we're waiting. The, the report's coming out in May, supposedly. Um, we definitely showed numbers in March. We went to the Griffith Park Advisory Board meeting with yeah, that was amazing. 200 cyclists, hikers, you know, equestrians were there and... We couldn't get the pilot project stopped because, you know, that, that board doesn't have much power. Then we took it to the uh, the uh, L.A., what is it called, the, the Parks Commission. There's so many little com- committees and crap. So there's just a lot of little committees that you have to go to and voice, you know, get your voice heard. So mm-hmm. What's next? It's just it, uh, I don't know. We're trying to get we're trying to get resolutions passed by every possible group, but like I said, the parking situation hangs people up. So I think the next thing to do is maybe I mean I put together a presentation. Maybe it's enhance the presentation. Maybe it's talking to people more about you know getting them on board with paying for parking. That's a tough one. That's very tough. Okay, and so we can go to Keep Griffith Park Wild on Facebook and join that group and keep getting updates? KeepGriffithWild.com will take you to the petition, and then you can do Keep Griffith Wild on Facebook. Okay, thanks, Don, and enjoy your trip to New York. What are you doing there? Uh, We're out here for the Red Hood Crit. I'm at Austin Horses Pad. World famous, uh, world famous bike personality. Who I was? We got to do Austin Horse. Austin Horse is the guy that will ride around New York, and all the bike riders will know him. So, awesome. Well, yeah, we, we should. His couch is the place that I that I crash at when I come to Red Hook Crit. So that's a big deal, right? Yeah, Red Hook Crit is awesome. It's tomorrow. It's going to be really cool. So. I'm excited. But do like champions from all over come? You know, it's the world premiere track by Crit, and there's tons of Europeans out here this weekend ready to kick some ass, and the Europeans really do kick ass. So <laughs> it's going to be fun. And how do we find out who, who won? Where's the where's the place you go to for that? Besides, Go that to redhoodcrit.com. All right. all right. Thanks a lot, Don, for calling in, and we'll see you when you get back. Okay, now we're on the phone with Nona Varnado. Nona? Hi, Nick. I guess you're going to ask me some questions, or how do you want this to go? Well, I know some things. I know that you finalized something with UCLA about bike trains. You know, bike trains has always intended to serve, you know, groups of people who are commuting together. And one of the best ways to do that is to work with large employers or universities and organizations where we know that a lot of people are going to the same place at about the same time. Um, And, you know, especially in Los Angeles where we have, you know, culturally these large parking structures and lots and things that can get really frustrating when everyone's going to the same place. 
we know that those are the perfect candidates for bike trains. And so, um, you know, that's also a really, it turns out to be a fantastic situation for our organization because then that means that we can reach out to organizations and not only offer bike trains, but also uh, education and workshops and help doing fun things throughout the year, sometimes for like Earth Day or other things like that. So so you're talking about UCLA, a lot of parking lots and a good opportunity well, for... Well, not UCLA specifically. UCLA is a really uh, awesome, progressive institution where um, they really, they kind of have their their shit together when it comes to transportation and environment and stuff like that. So we've been working together for like a year now uh, to develop specific bike train routes and programming. So, you know, it's been in process where we kind of figured out what the best way to work together was. And we'll be having three new routes um, and we're mixing it up so they'll be going three times a week. Um, giving more people the opportunity to join in. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be doing UCLA-specific routes uh, during the school year for the next year at least, hopefully longer, and hopefully expanding from there. So Bike Train is a group of cyclists who are have a schedule where they meet at predetermined points and times. And Exactly. Where are you going to come from? Where does the train go? The- the three routes that are going to UCLA, one originates in Koreatown, um, another one is, originates in Culver City, and the other one originates in Santa Monica. And so how do you get funding for this? And what, um, what, kind, of a, what kind of organization is needed to make this happen? Well, we did a lot of work with the UCLA Bike Coalition and individuals within UCLA to kind of test it out and get to know each other so that um, they kind of knew what to expect, we kind of knew what to expect, and then we formalized it in a a very official agreement with lots of stipulations and insurance and all of that stuff. And they are providing the funding to support the development and then administration of that program. All right. And when does it start? So um, it officially starts for Bike Week. So there's the Culver City one is operating on a limited schedule, and we'll have some test runs before then, but we officially start Bike Week. Which is coming up. Yep. It's going to be like a basically – Bike to Work Day is May 14th, and so there'll be bike rides all over um, Los Angeles. And Metro and Sickle are, uh, you know, S-C-I-C-L-E, are coordinating to do a lot of um, bike to work rides throughout all of L.A. County. And uh, L.A. Bike Trains is going to be the official media partner, and so if you go on one of those rides uh, during that day um, to celebrate Bike to Work Day, and you decide that that's something that you want to learn more about or that you want to do regularly, then hopefully you'll sign up for an L.A. bike train route. And are your bike trains going every day all the time? Um, More or less. um, You know, just to avoid volunteer burnout, we don't have our trains running every single day. It's usually about once a week. Um, and we are recruiting new conductors, so hopefully we can increase the frequency and the number of routes. But we need uh, volunteers, and then we also need to be able to train those volunteers so that people know that they're going out with, um, you know, capable, smart people who know how to handle any situation. Well, I mean, you know, I commute to work, so should I, uh, you know, I don't know if, if I qualify, but, uh, dude, would, so like, would I just, if my commute is eight miles through downtown from Cypress park to South LA, would, would that be a route to like, I could be a conductor? Yeah. Well, okay. So, um, how it works is we need everybody, um, whether you bike or not to take our commuter survey. Um, and then hopefully also, 
we'll get some cooperation from like Metro or the city of Los Angeles or various other organizations to give us uh, data because, you know, we can't just um, willy-nilly invest uh, the training and all of the time and effort of volunteers, and then it turns out that, like, no one else wants to bike commute at the same time to the same place because it's kind of a bummer. Um, so we do everything now based on data, um, and we always need more data, fresh data, um, to be able to expand. And so that's step one. And then step two is recruiting uh, volunteer conductors and how if you want to either sign up for a route or sign up to be a conductor, you need to go to labiketrains.com slash participate and fill out that form. Um, and then we will hopefully eventually be able to unbury ourselves from all of the work and get back to people who do have a route that matches up with our data set, basically meaning that we believe that there's going to be enough people who want to do that route to make it worth your time as a volunteer. And then we have training that you sign up for. Um, and we are the only program in the United States that will train ride leaders to lead groups of people through urban traffic. So it's it's pretty cool, actually. So what are some routes that you already have the data that says you need you need lines there? Um, uh, that we need conductors for conductors. that are running or yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, uh, it's, it's always evolving as, as things kind of come and go. We're, the cool thing about the project is we're pretty responsive. Um, and so right now we have uh, like a Silver Lake to downtown that's very popular, and we also need more conductors for that. So you can both participate as a writer or um, be a, a conductor. You can be both a primary as well as a fill-in. So if you don't want to be responsible for doing it every week just sometimes um then being a backup conductor is like a fun thing to do mm -hmm. uh we go from silver lake all the way to santa monica um we have you know silver lake to pasadena with our jpl crew pasadena to downtown and um are you there? what's jpl jet propulsion uh, laboratory yeah the nasa guys the yeah. space nerds they love bikes <laughs> Well, that's I could have figured that. So, but yeah. So, are these people all commuting to work, or are some of them doing it like a like a group ride, just to do a group ride? You know, I have occasionally had um, actually it's it's sort of either journalists or retired school teachers kind of seek out um, bike trains. Occasionally, like guys who uh, work remotely or have like flexible schedules will just be curious and so they'll kind of hop on just to kind of learn more and then maybe get outside of working from home but I would say 99% of the time it's people who are commuting to work and there's always a little bit of a challenge because sometimes people will need to leave a little bit earlier or later but most people really you know are willing to be a little bit flexible with their schedule just to either gain the, the value of the educational component of what we can offer them on the, their first or second or third bike train. And then other people will just really value um, biking together. It's like a special, fun thing. Um, you know, if you feel safer or if it's just, it makes it more, you know, you have more motivation when there's other people who might be waiting for you. So any are any of the lines going to go every day at any point? Do you for do you plan for that? Um, you know, if we had the kind of funding that they do in Europe, then that would be awesome. Uh, and sure, why not? But at a at our current levels, I think that it would be better to expand um, and focus on other developing other things. Like we want to be able to develop. A, you know, like a smartphone app so people can hop on or hop off kind of like a next bus. And I feel like those sorts of developments are more important than just, um, you know, kind of making sure that we're, we're doing everything every day. You know, that's sort of exhausting. And then the other thing is, is it is a personal one-to-one -one thing. So 
if, you know, our route goes one or three times a week and you also want to go on those other days, there's nothing stopping you from talking to your conductor or conductors and saying, hey, I also want to go on this other day. Uh, are you riding? Let's meet up. And that's that's kind of the blurry line between bike train and building social connections, which huh. is totally cool. Well, I guess if somebody's conducting that route, it's because they are actually commuting and probably would go every day. Yeah, but again, you know, it's up to it's up to the individuals. Like for example, we have a there our conductor for Route Three, Wesley High, um, who does that really long commute from Silver Lake to Santa Monica. He has he uh, got a dog, and so sometimes he'll drive in because he wants to bring his dog to work. So before he had a dog, he rode every day, but now he does you know take that one or two days to hang out with his doggy. Yeah, I do that too. I, I drive some days and bike others. Yeah, that's that's kind of why we keep it flexible. And, you know, this is all volunteer-based. So, you know, we don't want to burn anyone out. If anything, we want to bring energy and, and joy to people's commute, not make it any more difficult. Hey, um, I had a question. What was it? Oh, it's safer to ride in groups? Yeah. I mean that's one of the the features of a bike train. It, it sort of if if you're not secure riding alone, it's it gives you more visibility and. Oh something. yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of one of those chicken or the egg sorts of things. I mean you are safer because you're a bigger object than just one person, and there's this psychological thing that happens for both riders as well as drivers. You know, um, for as for as cold-hearted as drivers can sometimes be in Los Angeles, um, I think that people are less likely to uh, run down a group of adults on bikes than one person. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, so there's there's that. And then also I think that there's just, it, you feel safer in numbers. You're surrounded by people. You're talking to people. Um, you know, it's definitely a big aspect to the bike train experience. If you're talking about funding, you know, like buses have ads on them, right? Maybe you could have ads on your riders. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Where would those ads go? I mean, you know, but we've had a lot of people say that we should charge for bike trains the way that people have to pay to ride the bus. And, you know, the buses are subsidized by all kinds of other funding. And, you know, that would be awesome. I don't want to um but then again at that point you know you're also paying your drivers and all of this other stuff so i mean the whole spirit of bike trains is really just personal connections unfortunately it takes a lot of time and work and um it does cost money to run the program but we don't we don't want to take the joy out of it you know and we also don't want it to be something where people choose to not participate because it costs money. So we want to keep it free and we want to keep it fun. And I feel like that's that's pretty much my biggest goal. All right. Well, thanks, Nona. And keep letting us know as things develop. Cool. Thanks a lot. All right. Have a good day. Bye. May 2015, and I'm so thankful she's here on the show. So thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Uh, so Casey, who who are you? Who's Casey? Let's let's let the listeners know who you are a little bit before we dive into um, some cyclofem. So um, just me personally, um, <laughs> I am super passionate about bikes and a woman who bikes. And three years ago, I got started on this. Cyclofem Trail, and now here I am <laughs> um, putting together this whole hoopla all by myself, which is pretty cool. How did you get into biking? 
like um, ever. Not just it? like Lofem, but just biking. Like, what made you want to go biking? So I hadn't ridden a bike since I was like ten mm-hmm. um, until maybe. Gosh, we're gonna give away like I would think it was like twenty nine. By the time I finally got on a bicycle again. Okay. But what started it all was realizing just how connected our health and everything is yeah. to just doing daily things that require physical activity, like maybe biking <laughs> the half a block to the grocery store instead of, you know, getting in your car and driving across the street, which I'm completely guilty of that's in a- my past life. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. That's so, I have as well. It's so easy to in Los Angeles. So, yeah. LA, SoCal. So. Just drive across the street. Yeah. Find parking <laughs> for 20 minutes when you could have walked there in five. <laughs> that's how it usually is. So that's what got you into biking. Yeah. And you're like, this is convenient. Yeah, it's convenient. It. And I just realized, like, I was totally sitting my life away. Yeah. It kind of... You realize that when you're, like, get on a bike. And then now you not only got on a bike, you did this thing called Cyclofem. So what what is Cyclofem? Because so I just found out what that was, like, a few years ago. It <laughs> is an international event. So all over the world um, on Mother's Day every year. So it kind of sort of falls on the same day. Um People have rides all over the world, and it's basically empowering women in cycling. And it celebrates Global Women's Cycling Day. And um, one of the cool things about it is it just really connects us to our past and helps us celebrate our present and the future. And one of the things about our past is, you know, I mean, women, of course, back in the day, we weren't allowed to drive or you know, do silly things like vote and that kind yeah. of thing. So biking was a way they gave women freedom just yeah. to allow them to to get around. And, um, you know, in the present, we're very underrepresented. And so Cyclofem is kind of a way to get more women out there biking. Is um So when you were saying everything from our past with suffrage and women not having that, um, you know, Voice was it? Um, so, so is Cyclofem then origins like a hundred years ago? But when did it like? I guess this is more of a history lesson. Like, when did it become a visual Cyclofem, or is that just so, developed over over time? I think um, <laughs> the official Cyclofem um, group or organization is only a few years old. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say four or five years. Oh, okay. Now. And I've been doing it for the last three. Um, it's actually a really small organization. It's um, a group of three women in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, really? Who have started putting all of this together. So and they're the ones that do the website, do everything, do the mm-hmm. organizing and all that? Whoa. Yeah. So they, Whoa. yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> pretty intense. Um, you know, they... Sarai Snyder, I hope I'm saying her name right, and yeah. I didn't completely butcher it. She's the only name I know from the group. But it is three three women who put it all together yeah. and have started this cyclofem thing and Ooh. have enabled other women all around the world to put their own rides together and get women out on bikes all on the same day and just kind of celebrate it together. Awesome. I know. Um I have seen their website, and it, it's huge, and, like, it's international, and maybe, I don't know, I should look into that some more. I'm like, oh, I want to ask you the question. I'm like, wait a minute, no, we're talking about LA Cyclofam, yes. which is why, why did you start organizing Los Angeles Cyclofam? And if, when you did, was there um, some Cyclofems before, or just... Uh, what was your model that wanted that made your cyclofem a little bit different than the ones that existed? So the first cyclofem I did was in Eugene, Oregon, and I worked together with a group of four other women, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. We put it all together, and then when I moved to LA, um, it didn't really seem like there was a whole lot happening uh, with yeah. cyclofem. <laughs> so last year I. 
you know, told myself, I was like, I can't not let there be a cyclophen. Like, yeah. this, this is LA. <laughs> like, how can Eugene, Oregon have this and we don't have this? So, um, I got together and found a teammate who she had put together a smaller ride, but yeah. it's just really smaller, um, kind of more, you're, you're riding with the women you normally would ride with, okay. um, kind yeah. of rides. And so we ended up putting together something that was very inclusive to all women. And um, this year we weren't able to, like, get together. Uh-huh. Um, just crazy schedules. So I've sort of spearheaded this whole thing myself, um, oh, which is awesome shit. and a lot of work, but totally worth it. And the same kind of theory that it's just all women and from, you know, yeah. your. Your roadie cyclist, your mountain bike cyclist, your cyclocross cyclist, your moms with their trailers pulling their kids behind them, you know, all in just one really fun ride to celebrate women. And, you know, men are welcome too. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. We even have man ambassadors. Um, It's actually really great. Uh, The first ride I ever did, and I've kind of kept this theme because I really, really like it, is to wear a skirt. And the first ride we did in Eugene, I actually have this great photo of all of these guys who came in skirts. Um, They would in Eugene. They would in Eugene. I, you know, I'm trying to talk my boyfriend into wearing a tattoo. (laughs) Did anybody last year wear one? The guys? The guys? No. Maybe you should provide that. When they come and you'd be like, oh, guess what I have? Well, I hear yeah. tool is only, you know, like a dollar a yard yeah. in the fashion district. I wonder so, where you're that from. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, you know, I, I could make some tutus for the yeah. guys that come and be like, here, you can wear this. Yeah, like, just, just, look, just, just wrap it around your pretty little waist right there and yeah. there you go. Pretty little waist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... How was last year's ride? So you said it was more mixed and families. Like, what were the, um, what was, like, what was the ride? What was the route? What was the the overall environment of last year's ride? And are you hoping to replicate that this year? So last year was, um, we had close to 100 people show up. Um, oh. If not more, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I had some really amazing, amazing volunteers. Um, definitely some kudos to Chicken Leather, my sweep, who had <laughs> three flat tires at the beginning of the ride last year. But we met in Grand Park, and we toured downtown. <laughs> we took this great photo in front of the Staples I Center. I saw that. That's the one that's used for... This show um, circled you and be like, this one. Yeah, and we, we ended up at Angel City Brewery. Oh, good destination. Um, that was really amazing. You know, just like anything, some things went wrong, but hopefully I'm the only one who knew because yeah. I'm the only <laughs> one who knows what's supposed to happen. Yeah. As all organizers, you know, the little things that don't fall into place and everybody's like, it's perfect. And you're like, oh, I'm stressing out. You're like, no, it's not perfect. <laughs> you have no idea. We were supposed to have this. But Give me five years. I need to relax. But I learned some really, really great lessons. I had some amazing people um, help me take care of some of the expenses. Um, oh, yeah. Some of those same people are helping this year. Um, so Bikey Girl Bloomers, um, that's definitely, I can see her being a continuous sponsor of Cyclofem. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen her product, it's awesome. Um, and she's offering a special discount too, like every oh. year and giving prizes. Um, last year I ended up getting um, funding, which helped me get prizes this nice. year. Uh-huh. Um, oh, this I year. Addressed, look in her eyes. I addressed my approach completely differently. Okay. Um, <laughs> in... You know, monetary donations to help cover expenses, and in kind donations, I raised about $3,000. Oh, um, Most of which, though, is in kind donations, yeah. which means I have a ton of prizes to give away. At oh, what? So, prizes? Yeah. Um, t-shirts, hoodies, jewelry. Um, oh, nice. Gift certificates to acupuncture, gift certificates to spin lister. Oh, my um, God. Wait, you're doing this all by yourself? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, oh my god, it sounds so huge. I, I could totally understand you going like, oh my god, little things are going this way or that way because it's a lot on you. Yeah. And like you said, maybe other people don't notice, but you notice. And yeah. Shit. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> the most stressful thing, though, is putting together the flyer, which oh. I still have to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel guilty when I throw, you know, Photoshop on my resume now because yeah. of Cyclofem. And don't be at all. That's, of, like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's good. Um, so, making the flyers probably the worst. Making know? the flyers are... Because it's just not a natural thing for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Making flyers is just not, it's hmm. a skill I'm acquiring, but it's not one that is just like, oh, you know, I'm so artistic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I can to use like, these tools so easily without even thinking about it. I'm like, how do I do this? Yeah. You think Illustrator is so easy, like painting, and you're like, oh, shit, there's all these layers and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's just way more than Wait, I thought it was going to be. where did this go, and why can't I see it? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it moved. It moved it. Ah. Like, yeah, I, I, I get you on the design part. I'm not design savvy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But one cool thing, though, that I do like about the change, in addition to the prizes for this year, is we're starting and stopping in the same location. Okay. Which will really help people who, you know, do bring their families with trailers yeah. who may end up driving. Um, or Which is very common here in Los Angeles for you to drive to your biking destination. Yes. It happens. Yes, it does. Or, you know, maybe it'll enable people to leave some things at the venue mm-hmm. and um, not have to carry them with them yeah. on, the, on the route, which is What if they cool. win the big prize and then they're like, oh, shoot, what do I do with my pony? I'll just leave it here. Yeah, there's Come not going to be a pony. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, guys. No ponies. Sorry. I thought thought there was a pony. But this year is also pretty cool because I'm getting to showcase a brand new business. What? Um, If you haven't seen it yet, it is this amazing little cafe right along the river path. Um, oh, you're, that's where the destination. That's the destination. That's where we're meeting. That's where we're finishing. Um, They're incredibly helpful. They're oh, going to get tons okay. of stuff ready. Um, it's Spoke Bicycle Cafe. Oh, and sorry. they're right on the LA River path in Frogtown. Uh-huh. Like I said, brand spanking new. I happened to see their sign and swing in there one day and we got to talking and I was <gasps> like, this would be such a great venue to start or finish the ride. And now I'm starting and finishing the ride oh there. Oh my goodness, that is so awesome. So the route is going to be along the LA River most so of it? Or? The route, I'm still fine-tuning it, so okay. I don't make any promises. <laughs> um, because there's some construction, and as long as that doesn't really play a yeah, I horrible know. role in my life. Yeah. Um, the route should focus on the LA River Path, um, the Arroyo Seco Path. And there might be a stop at Donut Friend. I'm still working out the details there as far as whether they're going to give discounts or free samples or can you accommodate 100 people showing up to your business at once because that's kind of important. Yeah. So I'm still working on that detail. Yeah. But um, that sounds so... Awesome. Why does it have to fall on Mother's Day? <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. Um, I actually, like, I'm very conscious of the fact that it is yeah. on Mother's Day. My so mom would kill me. My dad would kill me. He's like, you have to be here with your mom. Like, oh, well, you don't have to be with your mom all day. I know. That's true. That's um, true. The ride meets at 8 a.m. Oh, okay. Um, it's going to hmm. leave by 9 a.m. Okay. And then um, we'll return by about noon. So, if your mom wanted to meet you after the ride for lunch, (laughs) or if you want to bring your mom, um, because she hasn't been on a bike in 20 years, you know, I would totally love to bring my mom. I would need to get her a trike, but, you know. Yeah, bring your mom. It's, there's minimal hills. I would Uh say it's not anything that's totally, you know, it's doable. Um, I've done the the route, or a portion of that route with a cycle, Uh Um, so, before, which is... Yeah. It's family friendly. It's yeah, good. it is. Um, 
Oh, that's so awesome. So you would be able to, I mean, you're, even if you stayed for lunch and, you know, ate off the food truck afterwards because... Oh, they're going to have a food truck there? Yes. Oh. So cycling does work up an appetite. Yes, it does. And you have to have food. <laughs> um, so even if you did that, I mean, you'd be done by one. So you could still meet mom for dinner and, you know, you have like, the whole rest of the day. day. So it's, you went biking. Yeah, it's still the, totally the unity, The unity part of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bring mom awesome. on the ride. Yeah. I talk to my mama. Be like, Mom, we got to go biking. Please. <laughs> we got to bond. Because there's donuts. <laughs> yeah, and there's donuts possibly. But if not, just more like the unity. And I have a backup plan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't worry. We're really hoping for the donuts. Yeah, because... I think everybody's hoping now with the donuts since you mentioned. I mean, have you been to Donut Friend? No. Oh, my God. I haven't been. And there's been tons of bike rides to Donut Friend. I've been noticing on, like, LACBC or SWAT or anything, but I just haven't been. I'm like, I really they put need bacon to go. on donuts. They make an apple, sand, apple one with cheese, right? They make, like... I don't even know. Yeah, they like, do you, anything. It's the most customizable, weird little donut thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've only had it one other time, and I couldn't eat the whole donut. I had to share it with another <laughs> person. But I, it was awesome, and yeah. That'd be opposite of like, get away. Get this my donut. That one, too. But if, I lived, both in, donuts are mine. if I lived in Highland yeah. Park, you know, like, then <laughs> That'd be your biking destination. I, I might would, be eating too many donuts. Yeah, but then you'd be biking there, so you're like, well, yeah, I don't feel too bad. Yeah, which is good. So you're you're working out and eating and working, you know. So it just balances yeah. out. Everything's everything's all even. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So I'm liking this whole cyclofem. Like, well, I've always liked it, and I I think it's like a really awesome idea. What um, so going on with cyclofem? Like, what has been your most favorite? Part or, or like, it seems like you're a nice. You like to organize. You like to do events. Have yeah. you? How has this like meshed in with what you really like to do with personal hobbies? Has it been easy to do? Does it get stressful to do this? I'm sure it does, like anything. But I mean, do you do you think you handle it well? Do you, I mean, obviously you yeah. must be, but it's so rewarding mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's good that's I nice love 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 the event planning side of things and it is something I really do see myself doing mm-hmm. um, you know one day I might be able to make money at this yeah. you know uh, <laughs> it looks like you're getting there with those in-kind donations and yeah everything. it's awesome especially to have people like you know continue to support from last year or people who mentioned that they wanted to support last year after they heard about the ride they're like oh, oh my god so sorry I missed your email please let me know next year and I want to be a part of it Um, so Peddler's Creamery would be one of those people oh nice there's going to be a gift certificate for that so spoilers spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) there we go there's an ice cream truck outside too I could hear it yeah that's not Peddler's Creamery who who brings their ice cream truck out at like what time is it like 9.45. 9.45. Only in Los Angeles. Only in Los Angeles do we get ice cream. <laughs> yeah, they're like the kids would eat. Not Peddler's Creamery. It's after dinner. Yeah. On a school night. No big thing. Time for dessert. Time for dessert. Before bed. Yeah. Sugar it up. Sugar it up, kids. I mean, that's what I'm doing, but on a Sunday <laughs> before lunch. Yeah. So no big deal. And you're, you're biking. You're bicycling it off. You're yes. bicycling it. That makes no sense. You're biking it off? You're biking it off. Yeah. That's right. You're working it up. Yeah. Huh. Let's just stop. Let's just stop that part. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I love doing it. I think okay. it's so much fun. Um, just the feeling of, like, knowing how much hard work you put into something. Yeah. And seeing so many people have such a great time. Um, Does it require a lot of... Like, when do you start planning for Cyclofem? Is it uh, 2000... The year before? Or is it, like, January of this year? No. Or is it always a year-long, year-round thing? So, I plan for... I'd say I never stop planning for Cyclofem. Yeah. Because (laughs) I I plan for Cyclofem like I used to write papers in school. I think about, like, you get the assignment, like, you know you have to do it. Yeah. So, you're like, okay, so I can write about this, or I can write about that. So, I'm collecting ideas for, 
basically from the finish of this cyclofem till you know the time I physically start working on it. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that would be a cool venue. Oh, this would be a cool place to stop by. Like, right after last year's Cyclofem, you know, there was this really cool location, and eventually this will be included in one. Yeah. But it just doesn't fit this year's route because of my start and stop location. Um, This year's route sounds amazing in the start and stop location. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, historic little location. Eventually, you know, that'll be there. But that idea is still kind of stored away from, like, a year ago. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Actual actual work, um, I would say about March. Okay. About March, I really... Hmm. And I probably should be starting in, like, February, but... I'm a procrastinator. No, but it sounds like it's always in, you're working on it year long. Like, you know, you, you make connections, you build relationships, or like even you said after you did the ride, people emailed you and say, this year or next year, I promise I will support because yeah. I didn't read your emails. That's yeah. like, it's like, you I'm know. sorry, your email got locked in <laughs> info at blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But we'd love to support you next year because yeah. we heard you have like a hundred people at your ride, which is awesome because then it's, you know, growing people know and who you are. Them. I mean, I hope that this year there's twice as many people. I know. That's, that would be awesome, but it's also so scary because... Who, who are your ride marshals? Do you have ride marshals? Do you have, so, like, other volunteers? I mean, this can't just all be you. No, no. Um, so I do have some other volunteers. Okay. Um, I believe, and I still need to confirm this, um, SWAT should be helping. Okay. SWAT's um, awesome. Do some of the ride she marshaling. She Wolf Attack Team. She Wolf Attack Team. Yeah. Um, so they're great, and um, totally trust them. One thing that I'm sort of failing at this year is not having, like, a strong, like, sound system. So if anyone knows anyone <laughs> who wants to let me borrow their speakers, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody has their own music anyways yeah. or conversations as they um, go along. But um, as far as ride marshals, I have several friends who are going to, you know, help out. Yeah. Um, one of my coworkers is a really um, dedicated fixie cyclist, also a great guy. Maybe, yeah. Pretty sure I could get him to don the tutu. Yeah. Maybe I that will be, so. like, the ride marshal wears the tutu. Yeah, all the guys. What? Or all the girls. Yeah, they should just... There we go. We're making we're history making right now. See, we're making plans right now. <laughs> this is just brainstorming. This is Watch how it happens. This. Donuts. Tutu, men's on tutus, it's gonna happen. <laughs> men's on tutus. Men's on, yeah, I mean, men on tutus. <laughs> you know um, what I meant. <laughs> but I do have my sweep confirmed. Oh, okay, um, so cool. last year, chicken leather. This year, chicken leather. Because, <laughs> well, he's just a real reliable yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. He's and, an awesome guy. You know, with anything, like, it's, you just get people you can trust. He could wear the tutu. I'm uh, very leather sure. would absolutely, like, wear the tutu. He I should probably get a would... yellow one with a chicken on it. Yeah, I think he could be the chicken tutu. Like, have a chicken head on here and then the yellow tutu. So you're I suggesting we make chicken his own outfit. Yeah, chicken leather. Yeah. Yeah. In a tutu outfit. Okay. Yeah. See? Chicken leather. Manbassador. Cyclofem sweet. <laughs> yeah. Tutu were. Chicken tutu were. He yeah. will do it. Um, whoa, that is that is a lot that you were putting on there. Is um, I mean, I guess with all of this work going on, how do you see the future of Cyclofem going on? Do you want it to see um, where people can like log in and sign in to volunteer to be kind of? I mean, I know it's part of a larger, yeah. larger. Nonprofit? Is it a nonprofit? Right. Uh, yeah, it's nonprofit. Um, they're fiscally sponsored by the League of American Bicyclists. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, I would love to see it grow. I would love to see you know people signing up to volunteer early yeah. on. Um, it not just being you know me doing every little task. Um, you it know, is a lot. Maybe next year, it is like <laughs> you know, people will be like, "I'd love to help you work this work on this." Yeah, and that would be <clears throat> amazing. Yeah. Um, and Do you have a place where people can go now to, like, go online and look more information up or even contact you? Like, so you have Twitter. We have Twitter. Um, I admittedly am not that great at Twitter. That's okay. <laughs> um, because it just... Uh, 
I don't have time for that. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, Facebook, it, I do have, um, and I mean, I can be contacted either way. I'm yeah. just one of those. And oh, we'll, we'll share I have a notification. Yeah. I don't just go look. I don't know why. No, it's okay. I mean, it is a lot of. Sometimes you're like, I'll, I'll get to it later, or. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you'd have to be really. I don't know. Not me. I, and I guess you're just like me, too, where I'm like, oh, I'll get to it later. Yeah. But, I mean, if... Yeah, for now, Facebook.com slash Cyclofemla. Yeah. LA. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll share that information, too, um, the Twitter is already on There's also account. a Gmail with okay. CycloFemLA <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, okay. Um, and then you guys are registered on the national website. Yeah, it's registered so your on the, name and yeah. everything and the website's there. So if you yep. go on Cyclofam, just Google it up, you mm-hmm. will see um, rides that are happening. Or I think there's right. a list, like upcoming rides or where uh, could you find a ride yeah, in your area. Yeah, find a ride or join now or something. Yeah. I forget the actual link. But, yeah, our ride is there. Yeah, it is. Mine. Yeah. And it's got all the information, all the contact info. Yeah. There is, what would be really helpful from people is there's an Eventbrite page that will oh. help me get, like, a solid head count of who's going to come. Okay. Um, because I would really hate to not have enough of those awesome temporary <laughs> tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, don't you get those temporary tattoos? Yeah, but... They th- just mail it to you, right? Well, or? they cost money. So oh. that's one of the things that all my fundraising helps pay for. It's like printing flyers, buying tattoos. Oh. Um, so... Hmm. Yeah, guys, guys a, you gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. Getting a, like, <laughs> heads up from um, people that they're going to RSVP and that they're going to be here, like, you know, say... Right now, I have a hundred tattoos. Yeah. Um, but if I get two hundred people, that means half of the people don't get one, and yeah. that would suck because if I'm not expecting you, and sorry. Yeah. No. 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 And they're probably like, "Where's my tattoo?" And you're like, "Why didn't you RSVP? What's RSVP? RSVP? Yeah, what's RSVP? Yeah. Anyway? <laughs> what does that even mean?" <laughs> I I know it. It's hard, but respond it's... soon, fairy please, <laughs> please. Just let me know what you're coming. Out. <laughs> I, I have no. I don't really know what the RSVP means. You must. Ask, you, this is the question. Yeah. Let's focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is what is this? Um. Well, I we're kind of coming close. We have like about a minute left of <gasps> yes. our time. Gas no, but I'm. Well, so the future of Cyclofem, hopefully, will be bigger, more people involved. Mm. Hundreds of riders, thousands, thousands, thousands of, of riders. riders. Is there like actually a cyclofem that has super <coughs> ground that you're, everyone's like, "Whoa, that's the cyclofem you aspire to be." You know what, what city? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> um, that's a really good question, and I don't have that answer. No, I'm um, just wondering because it sounds like when you did the one in Eugene, I mean, that's a, kind of a different environment, and so I'm sure that must have had hundreds. They, of people. That was their first time doing it. Okay, um, and that do one they had still about, do it? Oh yeah, you, they still do okay. it, and they have teamed up now because obviously, you know, friends keep in touch. Uh, <laughs> Kit hashtag. <laughs> Uh, they have teamed up with another, with Springfield, so it's Springfield Eugene, and so they kind of brought the two communities together to do it, which is pretty awesome. Hmm. Yeah. So it's probably, like, super huge. But, I mean, if there's anything to aspire to, maybe it's, like, the number of riders that Critical Mass has that make it, like, a critical mass for women on bikes. I mean, guys can come too, but yeah. like have that opposite effect. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to a critical mass in LA. I have. But it's, it's you know, thousands of men <laughs> and like 20 women. Yeah. So maybe we could have thousands of women on bikes <laughs> taking the streets. Yeah. And, and, and families and families. everyone of all yeah. abilities. I mean, it's a community ride that's like where invites everybody to yeah. participate. Where it's safe and, you know. All ages, children, um, all grandmothers, mothers. Be able to ride a bicycle yeah. in a straight line. Yeah, yeah. That, that might be, yeah, the, the one, the straight line bicycling You know, wear a helmet. Really Really I mean, important, if yeah. If you're under 18, uh, you know, I'm not telling adults what to do. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, awesome. I yeah. think this year it sounds so awesome. You revealed a lot of good, like, secrets of what's happening. So those who are listening in, you, you're getting a little bit of um, 
insider scoop of what's insider happening. Scoop. And what what day is this on? May um May tenth. May tenth at eight a.m. at the Cafe Spoke off the Spoke Bicycle Cafe. Spoke Bicycle Cafe. All right. Well, thank you so much, Casey, for being part of this show, Cyclofem LA. 2015 May. Be there or be square. Square. But yes, be, but be, be there. there. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you. This is so much fun. And today's national high five day. Woo! High five day. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS feed link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.